Welcome. Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Tim Shepler, a.k.a. Big Shep, about the cards and other uh, hobby fame. Uh, his favorite player, I think it's his favorite player, George Brett. And I love doing player episodes with people that are passionate about the player. I've actually met George Brett, so I've got my own personal uh, reminiscence. I actually spent the week with him, but uh, I'm sure Tim's got some uh, cool stuff to, to, to tell, to enlighten me as well as fans. But first, thanks, sponsors, Top Community Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, and Mike's Stadium Sports Cards. Great sponsors, patronize them, and give About the Cards a listen as well. That's Tim's uh, flagship. He's a co-founder of that. Great listen today, George Brett. So, Tim, welcome to the show, and why George Brett? I kid growing up in Wichita, Kansas in the, in the early 80s. I mean, the Royals were everything. George Brett was the Royal, still is the Royal. and um, so it was, it was no other. I mean, we just, that was our, that was our guy. I mean, everybody liked him. Bo came around in, you know, 87, but diehard George Brett forever. And, um, uh, you know, he shares the, my birth, my, the, his birthdays with the same as my grandpa Shepler's was, uh, was May 15th. Um, and so that always kind of spoke to me of, Hey, that's a good day. Um, you know, as a kid growing up. So that, uh, that was pretty cool. Is, is Brett 66 then or something like that? Or? Yeah, he was uh, actually uh, 67. He's born in 53. Okay. Yep. Getting up there, but he's in his prime. That's what mm-hmm. we say now. Um, okay. So he, he's, uh, so you're coming up, you're in the, you know, Wichita, which is the, 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 you know, Kansas, the Kansas city area, closest major league team. Uh, and, the the Royals are pretty good, I guess. I mean, he's yep. great. Yeah. Uh, and so were you collecting his cards right from the beginning or was it more just appreciating the player? No, I mean, the, like I, the first time when I was collecting was 86, 87. So, you know, I was uh seven, eight years old. And so I knew who Brett was and that was the card I was looking for along with a, a guy in a green uniform, which I don't want to talk about him, but uh, <laughs> we were always looking for an 87 tops. Um, and, and it just came from there. Um, I, I get, I got to meet him and I don't remember this, but they used to have picture days in Kansas city. And so my dad always made sure that we went up for picture day. And in, in 1983, um, I got, went up and so I'm, you know, three years old, almost four years older. And my, I get a picture with me and George Brett underneath the, uh, the fencing that they had, but nobody else could take pictures with Brett. And I, I still have that photo. It means a lot to me. And he's like, he was, he, I was the only kid that got the picture. And, you know, I think subconsciously, maybe I knew that. And that's just kind of what drove it. And he was such a great baseball player and there was nothing else to do. So, and, you know, we're going to follow, you know, baseball all summer long, which was fun. Yeah. And uh, what about, uh, why did you carry it on even after he got retired? I mean, he, he's, he's, uh, he had a, a great long career, but he's, you know, he's been retired for a long time. So how have, have you manifested that now? because I, I couldn't afford all of his cards. Uh, the oldest Brett card I ever had was a 79 tops, which I was given to, uh, was given to me on my birth, my 12th birthday, uh, because I was born in 79. My friend bought one and that was the oldest top, the oldest George Brett card for the longest time. I never had a George Brett rookie until October, 2012. Um, and it was one of those things when I got back into the hobby and started really focusing down was I want to collect every base card of George Brett, uh, or insert available. And I've really concentrated on his playing career from 70, you know, 75 through or his card career from 75 through, 94 and then um really from 12 on it was in between years if i find it awesome but i'm not exclusively hunting those down yet and and so it was just a guy that meant a lot to me i have posters still of him um and it just takes me back to my, my childhood when i had a lot of fun and collecting cards with my dad that's where, where it takes me yeah i think uh, you know he's a kind of a contemporary of mine he's a, i'm a little bit older than him but i did a i had a week at the baseball hall of fame fantasy camp and uh, brett was one of the not the counselors, but he's one of the players that was there. And he's just a very personable, uh, sharp guy and looked like he could still play. This has been, 
uh, 14 years ago. So I was in better playing shape and, and he, he looked like he still play. Ozzy Smith was one of the other guys. He, he can, he can still do backflips and he's, uh, I guess a little bit younger than Brett, but, uh, <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Oh yeah. And, and uh, I like seeing when he pops up, like he was on an episode of modern family uh, a couple years ago. And that, that was awesome to see. And he's, he, you know, he's great. He's, he's working with the Royals and, and it was great when they, when they won the series in 15 and he was just as happy for those guys as he was when he won it in, in 85. So. Yeah. I, you know, you see the guy, he's, he's a nice looking guy. He's, he was still really in shape back uh, then. Looked like he could still play, but uh, we forget the hard work that went into uh, perfecting his craft to be, to be an all-star, to be a, a one of the best hitters of, of his time. Yeah. No. And, and I know he, he talked about, and I've heard interviews where he said he wished he, he would have taken better care of himself earlier in his career because he did face some injuries in the mid eighties. And, um, you know, he wasn't able to be there every day for his, you know, for the Royals and, and, uh, you know, but the thing I, I love most about him is that his, his tenacity, um, you know, you saw that with the bat, with the pine tar, everybody knows him for pine tar, but the fact that he stayed with the Royals all of those years and always, always upped his contract before it was up, never let it get to a point where he wasn't coming back. And I think the only reason he didn't come back in 93 is because of the impending strike. He might've played in 94. Uh, and I truly believe that they were in a good spot. I mean, they were, the, you know, they'd gotten cone and they, I think that he played one more year, they would have had a lot better chance and we would never have that season finished. But I, I that was to me meant a lot because we don't see guys stay with their teams their entire career anymore. And I get it and I understand there's economics to the game, but to stay in Kansas city and not move on to New York or to LA or, you know, to a bigger ball club that had maybe a better chance to win, say even Oakland, um, it was better built team uh, to, to, to be that guy, um, you know, meant a lot to me. Okay. Hobby question for you, Tim. I mean, basically at one end of the spectrum, you got George Brett spent his whole career in a small market town, but it's just an outstanding hall of famer and has a lot of appeal to collectors, not just you and me, but to a lot of people on the other side of it, the more extreme case is Ricky Henderson who, you know, came up with the A's and, you know, but was on a whole bunch of teams, especially toward the end. You know, does does George Brett get a bump from being uh, identified so closely with Kansas City, or is it better to share the love? Uh, you know, I, I think it just depends. I mean, um, I, I like you know, he, like I look at him and Ripken as those guys that, that stayed you know with their teams their entire careers and kind of meant something. Jeter's one of the last guys, Tony Gwynn. Right. Um, you know, you, you see what those guys meant to their team and their friend. I mean, you think of those teams. The Yankees have more guys like that. But the Padres and the Orioles, the Royals really don't. I mean, the Royals are, are George Brett and Brooks Robinson. You know, yeah, no, Brooks with the Orioles, yeah. But you think George Brett, and you're just like, there's not another Royal that you know that really pops to your mind that's like iconic, right? And and so that I, I think he does get that. I mean, Ricky played on some really good teams, but yeah, when you're when he you know you go, oh yeah, I forgot he played with San Diego. I forgot he was a Mariner. I forgot he was a Red Sox. Um, you know who hasn't forgotten? Uncle Rich. Yeah. Fine. If we asked Rich right now without any homework to name the teams that uh, Ricky Anderson was on, uh, I don't, I wouldn't bet against him. I yeah. There, against him. there used to be a clip on my, uh, my um, Twitter page of when I was on stump the Schwab and the question was about Tony Clark and name the teams in order. And I flipped off like two of the teams. Um, I knew all the teams. I just had two of them, the Yankees and Red Sox flopped. And uh, for now, every now I, Tony Clark is a band in my, just, I can't, I couldn't tell you today now because I've just banned him out of my brain. So I played golf with Tony Clark one time at, a, at an event and uh, he's a huge guy and uh, very articulate. Yes. And, um, but I hadn't got much hobby love, you know, no. for a guy that's prominent in the, uh, in the kind of management of the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and was a good player, maybe not great, great, but, uh, but a good player. 
But uh, who's uh, anybody uh, on the horizon that could ever take uh, take uh, George Brett's place for you, or do you have any, any current player that reminds you of him? Or well, you know, I, I think if you talk just specifically the Royals, I think Alex Gordon is this generation's version. Uh, everybody expected him when he got drafted number two out of Nebraska to be the next George Brett. Um, I even remember they, you know, they he played third before they moved into the outfield and he had some struggles and it was kind kind of like, you know, you're going to be the next George Brett and just didn't work out. Now he's been a fabulous player for the Royals. And, um, you know, I think Hosmer and Moustakas could have been, but, you know, Hosmer went to San Diego and I don't doubt taking all that money. I lived in San Diego. So you're going to offer me that money and I get to live in San Diego. That's a pretty good deal. And then they just knew they couldn't keep Moose and they traded him to, to a contender to let him go and try to win again. And uh, I don't fault the Royals for that at all. And they had to make the economic decision. Hey, we're going to have to rebuild again. And I'm all, I was all for it. Hey, you know what? We went out. We went to two World Series in a row. And uh, we built through trading away or letting the big dollar guys go. And we built with young guys again. Hey, let's do it again. Let's build with our guys instead of buying people. And so those guys. But I think Gordon right now is probably this generation's uh, George Brett. So you're George Brett guy. Mm-hmm. But are you also a Royals? Are you like Stefan with the Twins? Or are oh. you, so Royals is your team. Yes, and Ben is the, Ben is the is A's. What's up? Ben is A's. He's yes. Oakland or yep. Athletics. Yeah, and when I, I moved to California in 1990, I hated the Oakland A's. But my dad's like, "We well, have to pick a team so we can go to games." And so we ended up picking the Giants because I rooted for the Giants in the '89 series because I did not like the A's because the, the Royals and A's rival were in the AL West back in the day. And so I've always rooted for the Giants. Well, my friend asked me in 2010 when the Giants made the series if the Giants ever played the Royals in the World Series. I'm like, "Well, that will never happen because who are you pulling for?" And I said, "Well, the Royals." And then it happened in 2014 Yeah. and actually happened to be in Kansas for most of that series. And so I was decked out in all my Royals gear. And when I flew back um, the day of game six, uh, I had all my Royals stuff on. I got so much stuff in the airport coming out with all my Royals gear on. Um, they won that game and then they lost in seven. And to me, that was the most bittersweet memory um, of having that happen because I love the giants because they're my adopted team, but it was like, you know, it was like my, it was like, you got to pick between your mom and dad, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Uh, any other uh, favorite uh, George Brett memories in collecting? I mean, what, if I gave you a choice and I gave you a, a pick of three cards and they're all 1975 and one is the OPG rookie, one is the Topps regular rookie, one is the Topps uh, mini rookie, uh, the Beckett OPG, you know, when I reference that, they're all listed at 100 bucks. Now, again, that's for, you know, obviously condition sensitivity is, 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 is crucial. But if they're all in the same condition, which one do you take? The Topps, the, the full size even though it's more common than the others, but it's more collected. Okay. Yeah, it's the one I always dreamed of owning. Uh, I sent out a picture today. Someone was talking that they were chasing it. And I sent them, you know, kind of like um, uh, what the kids call a Brett Flex and I, of, the, of the nine that I have now. Uh, my wife actually, today's our fourth anniversary. And oh. our first one is a paper anniversary. And so she bought me an, a 75 uh, PSA 7 Brett because we, we always limit our gifts about $100. Yeah. And so she bought that and I, that's one of them. And that's my, that's even more favorite than the one I purchased myself, which was my first one. But uh, yeah, it will always be the top 75. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, what after that, what, any other, what's your favorite card? I mean, you, what do you, uh, you know, if you could only show, so let's set that aside, the rookies. Yeah. The, the, the next one would probably be the, I would say 87 tops. Cause that's the first year I collected. Um, but uh, a close second would be the 93 tops finest. Um, I could, as a, I just bought my, I just got my first two this last month. Um, and it's because as a kid tops for 93 finest. I mean, I was, it was, it was way out of my price range and I, I didn't chase any down. And, and so those would be probably my top three Brett cards. Um, you know, people are going to say the 91 elite or, you know, that that's a cool one, but that, uh, that finest always just kind of spoke to me back then. So. 
it's hard to choose. There's so many, there's so many awesome ones. And then uh, I have like, you know, some art ones that people have drawn for me, which uh, I, you know, I, I love. So and how do you uh, keep them? Are you a plastic sheet guy or are you a top loader? What do you, what do you do? Yeah. So, so currently I have a binder of one version of every card and then the rest all get top loaded. Um, and they're all in shoe boxes. So, yeah. So I like to be able to flip through and be able to see the, the see them. And then I have the rest. And then, um, you know, all the rookies are, you know, other rookies are mag touched. My worst case condition one is in the binder and the rest are all magged up or, or great. You know, the one that's graded. So. Well, like I said, I think Brett's a nice guy. If you're going to, you're going to have a favorite player, it ought to be a guy that has great skill, but also is a, a pretty cool guy. So yeah. uh, we shared that in common. And also as fellow podcasters, thanks Tim for your time today. Thanks listeners. Uh, I'm sure like I said, I'm looking forward to being on about the cards in the episode. So uh, that'll, that'll be fun. And again, there's a bunch of good podcasts out there. So uh, again, thanks for your listening. Thanks, Tim. Be back again tomorrow with another episode.